0: Welcome to All Along the Wasatch, a public affairs program produced by Bonneville-Salt Lake City. If you would like to submit a request to be on the show, please email mparsons at ksl.com. Now, here's the host of All Along the Wasatch, Mike Parsons. My guest today is from O2 Utah, Communications Director Eli Davis, the website o2utah.org. Thanks for being here today. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me here, Mike. So they call it the elevator speech. This is your short speech about who you are, what you do, maybe tell us that in addition to who started O2 Utah and why.
1: Sure. Um, So here at O2 Utah, um, we are an environmental nonprofit um, and we're focused on air quality legislation and policy um, along the Wasatch Front. Um, So we do that through uh, elections and policy. Um, So kind of part of our time is as an election shop. So we will um, work with candidates who are running for office um, locally um, at the the municipal level and um, at the state level. Um, And we provide them election support. So anywhere from canvassing, um, we're out knocking on doors for them. We are um, making phone calls we're texting we're sending out mailers um, and that's kind of has a two-pronged effect for us so one um, we are helping people who we think you know will be good on air quality and Mm -hmm. the environment get into office and be and become elected officials and then that also helps us then on the policy side so through that process of campaigning for them we kind of build a working relationship and a trust with them so then um, when we get to that policy side of things and we're running legislation up at the Capitol Mm -hmm. um, they can help us pass some of those bills into law
0: and a little bit about the history of the organization when was it started and, yeah. and who started it
1: uh, we started back um, towards the tail end of 2019 um, and our executive director is David Garbett um, great guy great boss not just saying that because uh, he's listening here but uh, he um he has a long background as an environmental uh, lawyer. Um, he also um, ran for mayor in Salt Lake City. Oh, okay. Um, and, you know, he really just saw a gap in how we are approaching air quality and how we are going about fixing that. And that's when it was Utah was So a
0: pretty aboard. new organization. Definitely. Yeah. And, and um,
1: yeah, I mean, we're really proud of what we've been able to accomplish in, in such a short Yeah, we'll time. definitely
0: talk about that. I'm, I looked at your website and I was telling you before we went on the air, I'm looking at the team pictures and descriptions and I'm kind of expecting to see guys in suits and women's in, in dresses because it kind of sounds like you're a lobby organization, it, it kind of in what you do, but I'm looking at David and he's just standing out somewhere in southern Utah and his, his description says, occasional mustache haver, avid backcountry skier, wannabe climber and vegan, and everybody just looks like they're outdoor enthusiasts, you included, um, so it's not what I expected, and you said that you may be augmenting that.
1: Yeah, I mean, we are uh, probably the furthest thing from a group of lobbyists, and uh, you know, this might be the most dressed up I've been in some time. <laughs> I'm just you know wearing a collar um you know we are we're really a great group um there's six of us full-time on staff um and you know why i am in this position and do what i do is i moved to utah about seven years ago i was living in park city and commuting down to the valley and there were days it would be sunny up mm-hmm. in park city yeah. beautiful day you come around towards foothill and there's just a cloud yeah. of smog over the valley and i was astonished you yeah know? and i moved to utah to to play outside to right. ski i've become more connected with the mountains since i've been here biking and hiking um, and you know there are days when I don't want to be outside
0: because of our air. Right, right. Uh, you mentioned you have six paid staff, so it's a pretty pretty small organization. So everybody does everything, I would imagine. Uh, how did you personally? You, you mentioned you moved here and, and noticed the smog, but what kind of what's your background and how did you end up in your role?
1: Sure, um, yeah. So like I said, I've been in Utah for coming up on seven years here. Um, and to be honest, you know, I do not come from a political background at all, and I never thought I would work in politics. But like I said, when I you know saw the air quality yeah. issue that we have here in utah you know and and i think everything that we all do in our personal lives to help the air quality and help the environment is great recycling riding our bikes when we can all those small steps are great but really we need to see big change up at the capitol yeah and when this opportunity you know came to be and it's a kind of a great great chance to blend my passion outside of the office and, and being outside and be able to put my time in at work to hopefully a solution yeah is a great chance
0: so every nonprofit. uh um, needs more money. <laughs> That's true of every single nonprofit. How is O2 Utah funded?
1: Um, you know, we are funded on, at a grassroots level, really. Um, you know, we're lucky enough to be working with some some businesses and some higher-level donors that we are obviously very appreciative for. But those grassroots-level donors are really what fuels us. And, you know, a lot of people think, oh, you know, I could give 5 or $10. Does that really make a difference? It's a huge difference for an organization like us. Um, and one of our big goals, our uh, development director, Greg, will be happy with this little plug here. <laughs> But we are, you know, we're really trying to get some more sustaining donors. We're calling right. some, those monthly donors. So, you know, anyone that's able to contribute 5 or $10 a month or even a couple times a year, that really goes a long way. And what we're able to do in elections, um, you know, it helps pay for mailers. It helps pay for time texting um, texting voters to, to get out to vote mm-hmm. in elections. Um, it helps pay for our time up at the Capitol to see these incremental changes happen.
0: So we know about the inversion in winter. That's probably the biggest air quality issue we have in the state. But what other issues are there?
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah, wintertime inversion um, is the big one. And that is something that we were able to address during this session this year, which I'm sure we'll
0: get to here in a little bit.
1: Um, And then, you know, obviously, we just saw um, wildfire smoke coming in from up north in Canada. And, you know, there's not a ton we can do there. You know, I certainly don't have the answers there. But that is why it's so important to be able to address the things that we do have control of. And that's stuff like, you know, our pollution and our emissions that's contributing to the wintertime inversion.
0: I don't completely understand the inversion. I don't know if you do. It's it's a high pressure trapping that air below it, and so all of the pollution doesn't have anywhere to go. Is that basically what it is?
1: Exactly. Yeah. So we get, you know, these high pressure systems when there's no uh, you know, weather, or snow, or anything. Luckily we were able to avoid a lot of it this winter yeah, with how yeah. snowy and, and how frequent we had our storms rolling in. But yeah, it, it essentially just traps all that smog and pollution and, and emissions in the valley underneath a layer has a lot to do with, with temperatures of the of you know what coming in and what's, right. and what's sitting in the valley?
0: And I remember during COVID. I don't know if you lived here during COVID, but that whole situation set itself up. But we didn't have the inversion because everybody was staying home. Yeah, so
1: that that's a big part of what um of what we're targeting is transportation. Um, so if we can you know get into a little bit here, our our big legislative goal is called Prosperity 2030, and that's to um, reduce emissions by fifty percent across the Wasatch Front by 2030. And um, that's kind of we're looking at three different um hmm. effects there or causes there really um and transportation is a big one um, along with uh, homes and buildings and point sources uh, big uh big manufacturer big polluters in the and valley
0: I know I talk to people and and a lot of people will say something along the lines of well I just drive one car and I just drive to and from work so I'm not gonna make a big difference you guys should really be going after the big polluters but how do you convince somebody who's on that transportation level you know if we all did it it would make a difference but how do you convince that one person that it's worth putting forth an effort
1: sure I mean in a Sense uh, they are right. You know we do want to go after the the big polluters there, Um, but again, individual action is really important here. Um, And again, transportation is is a huge one there. Um, You know we are looking at ways to make um, to get older, dirtier vehicles and Mm, big big diesel trucks off of the road. Um, Only uh, ten percent of vehicles um, cause about fifty percent of the pollution. Okay, um, coming from vehicles, and that's just those older models. So when you go get your emissions tested, it's it's you if you have an older car you have a um a lower threshold to meet mm. um for for to pass that emissions test um but again you know individual action is is really important yeah. we're looking at ways to get um newer cars and um EVs electric vehicles incentivized so more people can be driving cleaner
0: cars yeah just saying you know it would be great if everybody would do it is one thing but if you can actually put some financial incentive behind it then i think that that really moves the needle sure
1: yeah and um i know um is looking um i think they just adopted a program and salt lake is looking at something similar to um, Make um make e bikes more affordable too um you know that's a great way you know just if you have a short commute to any yeah. anytime you you know cannot be burning gas in your cars is a great opportunity to take
0: or I would think you know continuing the work at home that we all started during COVID is is a big contributor too there's we're finding people can do work from just about anywhere
1: yeah yeah absolutely yeah. I mean telecommuting and you know as, as you mentioned during um during the pandemic um you know some of those emissions were down from transportation yeah
0: so your big win this year House Bill two hundred tell us about uh, how you've been working on that for pretty much almost as long as the organization's been in existence
1: yeah so i mentioned uh prosperity 2030 so that's our overarching legislative goal um and hp220 uh we're oh, 220. causing um uh, it, that's uh, really phase one of prosperity um and you know it's it's a huge win for us and we went into the legislative session with this big 60 page bill that pretty much covered all of mm, yeah. prosperity you know we, we're hoping we're you know uh you know we're hoping we're going to be able to in one fell swoop right. achieve everything we wanted we quickly realized that was not the way to go about it up at the capitol um so we scaled back and we had hp 220 focus um mostly on this one gas called bromine hmm. um, which is considered a halogen gas um and we got pretty lucky with timing right as we were introducing the bill a study came out um pointing towards u.s magnesium which is the largest magnesium producer in the country um they're in Tuilla on hmm. the west side of the lake um and the study pretty much said that their bromine emissions um increase our winter time and version by up to 25%. Wow.
0: One company. One company is
1: having this outsized impact on our inversion. So we had already had bromine um, as part of this 60 page bill of HB 220. So we said, okay, let's focus on bromine. If we can get bromine cleaned up, that's a huge win for us. And we were able to do it. Um, You know, it went back and forth through the House and Senate, through all these committees It passed, it was getting, um, the bill was getting cut down to just the study. We were able to add these provisions back into it that we wanted to see. Um, And so what it does is the Division of Air Quality now is to identify um, all industrial sources of halogens. So that's gases like bromine, um, and they have to set a limit on those mm-hmm. halogens by the end of 2024. Um, and then they set um, a tech-based standard for um, for how bromine can be eliminated. So pretty much they have they go to these companies and they say, here are the tools that you have to use to um, reduce your emissions. Mm-hmm. And then all those emissions limits um, have to be in place by the end of 2026. Um, so you know that's not too far away. Yeah. Uh, we're really happy with. Uh, that that bill passed
0: change with the government is slow and it's gradual (laughs) it certainly is yeah so So,
1: to be able to see you know you know we'll see the effects of this in the next couple years that's
0: great that's a that's a great start and so i would imagine you're kind of reevaluating the rest of your plan and how you want to go about it
1: yeah exactly so you know like i said that was really phase one for us of this big prosperity plan um we're already you know obviously working for the 2024 legislative session coming up to go after you know some of these transportation issues homes and buildings as another uh, really big one so how we're um, you know heating our homes with some of these older appliances mm-hmm. trying to convert to, to newer cleaner um, and clean energy as well
0: so you said and you kind of explained it that your focus is on elections and then policy so helping the right people get elected and then having the policy for those people to put into place but you also mentioned it's not just at the state level you are actually supporting municipal candidates
1: yep yeah, so we have uh, municipal elections coming up um, you know later this summer and into the fall and you know that is a huge way um, to to see action, um, you know, really at a, a small local level. Um, we were just um, speaking with one of our endorsed candidates, um, Dan Dugan. He's running for um, Salt Lake City Council in um, District 6, I believe. So that's up on the East Bench, mm-hmm. um, kind of in the Foothill area. And one of his big um, goals is looking at transportation. And he mentioned something as simple as, you know, making it easier to cross Foothill Drive by foot. Mm. And that, you know, just you know, like we mentioned, getting cars off the road. You yeah. Know, if if I, um, it's a little bit, bigger picture here, but, you know, we're so reliant on cars, and part of that is on us, but also part of that is on how our cities are built. So if we can make cities, you know, just more accessible by foot, by bike, Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's just a a way to um, reduce our emissions, and that starts at the municipal level.
0: And we're seeing some of that, like Daybreak, I think, is an example of of where that's been thought about, and then The Point, which is going to be happening at the point of the mountain, I think they've considered that, that everything would be within walking and biking distance that you'd need in your daily life. So that kind of stuff moving, and you have enough of those little pieces together and it, it really adds up to something. We're speaking with Eli Davis. He is the communications director for O2 Utah and the website is O2, the number two, utah.org. You have a report card that you put out and I was looking through that and I noticed that there's, you know, people that did a great job, people that didn't do a great job, but that you also included um, some things like best hair and best shoes and best socks. I thought that was a nice touch to keep it kind of light.
1: We did. You know, like you mentioned, you know, we're not just a bunch of stuffy suits in our <laughs> office so we, we do like to have fun. Um, but yeah, the legislative uh, report card, it's really an opportunity for for voters, for citizens to know how um, the people who represent them um, view air quality and view um, the environment. So um, what we did, are, um, our policy director, Eliza Cowie did a great job on this. We reviewed 36 bills uh, related to air quality, water, environment, transportation, um, and we graded all the representatives based on how they voted on those bills. Um, so like you Mentioned, we handed out uh, a couple of awards. So our MVPs went to um, Representative Andrew Stoddard and Senator Kirk Kolamore, who were the two sponsors of HB 220. Hmm. So obviously, you know those. When you know we throw out the word, they champion the bill, but they really did. Like I mentioned before, um, this bill went through a lot of ups and downs. Um, they remained steady. They worked their magic up at the Capitol to get it passed. Um, we also named. Um, representative tyler clancy um as a rising star he's um i think he's 25 years old down in provo um, and he's showing a real appetite to work on climate and on air quality issues um senator nate Bluin also um he knocked off an incumbent during his election um so he's doing a great job up at the
0: capitol and i like that you call that the step forward so we, he actually replaced somebody and he's he's more in line with your goals he did exactly yeah but, but that also includes the step back the step back
1: um yeah unfortunately uh representative Quinn cotter um you know he graded very poorly for us um, on the report card, and he um, has a seat um, from Representative Liz Waite, who um, did very well mm. voting on climate issues in the past. And
0: then you have the MVP, which is not what most people think of. It's the most valuable polluter, um, and that was Ken Ivory, for, and he's a pretty popular politician.
1: He is, um, but you know, unfortunately, like Representative Quinn Cotter, um, you know, he has a track record of of you know voting for bills you know that are help coal and, and industry, and and just things that are
0: really terrible for the air quality and the environment. I think if you ask anybody of any political persuasion, are you for clean air in Utah? Of course, they're going to say yes. So where does the sticking point come? I would imagine it has something to do with money.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> money and industry. And that's what we saw with HB 220. So I mentioned there was a lot of pushback on that. And that wasn't because, you know, they don't want clean air, these right. politicians who were pushing against it. It's because they didn't want to set the precedent of having the state set standards on what industry and businesses can do and you know a lot of these politicians are working with um working with folks from industry or they work in industry themselves they work with lobbyists who are backed by industry so a lot of it you know is money and of course it's politics Yes. Yeah, it is yeah. politics
0: <laughs> so it's not so much anti-clean air it's more anti-regulation is kind exactly. of their stance and we should mention best hair went to representative joel briscoe best shoe stephanie pitcher and best sock game which uh those are some good socks andrew stoddard so those are some nice awards as well
1: they are yeah you know we have to have fun
0: while we're doing it. (laughs) Speaking of fun, you have an event coming up this Wednesday, Bikes and Brews. Tell us about that event.
1: Yeah, so this is something we do uh, periodically throughout the summer um, and it's just a a great community event. So we will start at a local brewery. Um, This one is starting um, over at Keto's Brewery um, on June 21st. So we'll meet there uh, at five o'clock and just bike around um, the Nine Line Trail. Um, We'll come back to Keto's. We'll we'll hang out. We'll grab a drink. um, And it's just a great time to bring the community together, to talk about air quality issues, to um, let everyone know how they can become activists in the community. Um, You know, it's just a a nice thing to do um, with some of our volunteers in our community and and get out on a nice summer evening.
0: And if you want some information about that, it's this Wednesday night, 5 o'clock at Keto's Brewing. But if you go to O2Utah.org and then click on Join Us, there's an events page there. Um, And then after that, you've got coming up later this month the uh, O2 Utah Benefit Concert
1: this one is one we are very excited about yeah so um, we're gonna be over uh, at Fisher Brewing um, and we are having a little concert with Darling and Debonair um, they're a local Salt Lake group really fun um, duet uh, kind of folksy bluesy jazzy uh, band so that's gonna be one of our big uh, summertime fundraisers so we'll have um, a drawing um, we just got a bunch of cool stuff in the office from Patagonia and a couple other um, local companies we're working with with to do a pretty cool drawing there. So that um, should be a really fun night um, and a fun little
0: live And music. it looks like it's free to get in. It's free to get in, yep. So um, the fundraising comes from the from the opportunity drawings.
1: Yep, from the drawing there. And then um, Fisher is being very kind and um, donating a portion of sales at night to us. Oh, very as nice. well.
0: So that's coming up on June 28th. If you want more about that, it's o2utah.org is the website. We've talked a little bit about it, but what, the, what can individuals do? I mean, you can drive less. Um, update your furnace, your water heater. What what are the little things like that that individuals can do to contribute to the better air?
1: Sure, I mean all those little things are great. You know, um, anything you can do to to lower your carbon footprint and your emissions is huge. Um, and obviously, you know, we encourage everyone to to get involved with us to to come to these events. Um, you know, if you are already an active voting citizen, I challenge you to to take that next step. Write your representative. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now is really a great time of year to write them. A lot lot of people are hyper-focused during the legislative session, but that's when your legislators are the busiest as well. The um, window is already open um, and our representatives are filing bills for next year's session. So now is a great time to reach out to them. You know, a a lot of people don't know, I didn't know this before I started with O2 Utah, is our representatives are part-time at the Capitol. Oh right, yeah. They have other jobs. So it's hard, it's impossible for us to expect them to be experts on all these different things that we care about, but they really want to hear it from their constituents and it's their job to represent their constituents at the Capitol. So if you write them an email, they're, they're going to respond they want to be hearing from you. And now, you know, they have a little bit more time as opposed to during yeah. the session when they're up there at the Capitol and voting on bills. Um, and if you aren't registered to vote, now's a great time to do that too. So, you know, whatever you are doing, um, you know, from a political standpoint now, I just challenge you to, to take that next step, write your representative, come canvas with us, you know, um, take a look at our events page, keep an eye on that. We'll be out canvassing for the municipal elections. We're knocking on doors. We'll Phone banking, um, and that's a you know all that big change that we're talking about that happens now during the campaigns, and then we see the results
0: gotcha. during the session. That's great information. What other organizations do you partner with? Because you're hyper focused on the air, and I love nonprofits that have a very specific focus, and and you do. It's just clean air in Utah, but a lot of other things go into that. And water is a big issue right now in the state. What other organizations do you partner with, and do you partner with other yeah. organizations? Yeah,
1: um, you know we hold events with a lot of other environmental groups um obviously you know you mentioned the salt lake um the great salt lake collaborative i think is one or um great salt lake news um you know and that's kind of linked i think when people think of the main issue in utah rightfully so they think of the lake um but obviously we know as the lake is drying up you know we're getting a lot of those toxic dust beds exposed yeah. and sweeping into the air so those issues you know are are one and the same um we work um we do some events with heel utah which is another great organization um you know and you know to come back to, to utah and to our own horn. Our own horn, um, some more here, and a little bit about what sets us apart and why we're unique is um, we're actually set up as a five hundred one c four as opposed to a lot of these organizations that are five, three, a c three. Three, right? What's so the difference? The c four um, element allows us to participate in elections oh, the okay. way we do. So five hundred one c threes cannot legally endorse candidates. Oh, okay. Um, so that really, um, you know, going back to why why and and um, you know why we started is to get involved in that election. So that's a, that's a big Part of us, so we're able to donate directly to campaigns. Um, we have a PAC as well, and we're mm-hmm. actually one of the um, the largest uh, progressive PAC and, and donors in the state. Um, another something, another thing we're, we're yeah, really proud that's,
0: of. that's important because a lot of those other environmental groups are five hundred one c threes, and so they can they can fight for their cause, but can't take it quite as far exactly, as your yep. organization can. So, in, in a sense, you probably are doing that on behalf of a lot of these other organizations as well. Yep, for sure. So, you talked about, of course, monetary donations are the number one thing that nonprofits want and need, and you talked about. You know, people being interested in monthly donors, regular donors that donate quarterly or monthly. um, And that all adds up. But it sounds like there's a lot of other ways to help, a lot of volunteering opportunities.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like I mentioned before, come in, you know, be a volunteer, whether that means, again, canvassing with us, coming to our phone banking, or just showing up to to one of these events. You know, we'd love to, um, you know, help you become a more active citizen, you know, and we're really here as a resource for voters and and citizens out there, along with, um, you know, politicians um, who we work with day to day as well um, you know email us with any questions hello at otutah.org hmm. if we don't know the answer you know we'd be happy to to do some research for you that's a big part of what we do as well um, you know we're just you know there to be a resource to be a community organization um, help people you know become more active citizens and do anything help them do anything that you know we can do collectively to, to clean our air
0: what about in-kind donations are there things that you can use sure
1: uh yeah I mean lo- like I mentioned we have that um, you know the drawing coming up for some Mm -hmm. of our for some of our uh, events Um, you know if there's anyone out there yeah prizes swag you know anything we'll take Um, we just got um, a bunch of great framed photos air quality related into the office that we're gonna um, be able to use um, to bring some money in.
0: Are there any other things though that you could use on an ongoing basis?
1: Uh, Event space is is another big one Um, so um, Patagonia is a great partner of ours Um, we receive um, a lot of grants from them Um, Alpha Coffee is another great um, uh, support quarter of ours and they've offered their space in the past before.
0: So it sounds like the next legislative session is already really kind of underway. What are your goals for this next year? And then what are your goals beyond that?
1: Yeah, uh, so we are continuing on this prosperity 2030 mission. So really, everything we're doing is with the eye of reducing emissions um, along the Wasatch Front. So um, you know, like I mentioned before, we're going after transportation. We're trying to get these older, dirty vehicles off the road. Trying to get newer vehicles, whether it be electric, hybrid, just anything you know that is emitting less pollution. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you know, homes and buildings as well. The the technology is there to one, uh, you know, build do the actual construction in. A smarter, greener way, right. and then to you know then install them to be um, either zero emissions or lower emissions.
0: In twenty thirty, is that the year that you're hoping you'll complete all these goals or have them at least in place?
1: Yeah, I mean we're hoping to see that fifty percent reduction hmm. by then. Um, you know we'll see where we are. We're constantly assessing. We're constantly you know um, looking at how we are going about our legislative process. You know, and we're learning every year. You yeah. know, this past session was our first year with our own bills and our own legislation and like I mentioned at the top we learned a lot from that we came yeah. in with this huge 60 page bill quickly learn. we needed to pare that down yeah. so we're coming into the 2024 session with a lot of smaller yeah, bills that makes and sense. seeing what we can tick off learning as of the you way. go exactly
0: so in a perfect world in 2030 you would disband <laughs> I, I, I doubt that's going to happen I don't but think that, that would that will be happen either. <laughs> the highest possible goal
1: i'm sure there will be something to do in yeah, 2030 absolutely
0: we've been talking with communications director Eli Davis the organization is O2 Utah the website with all the the info is O2Utah.org. Don't forget about the uh, the Bikes and Brews this Wednesday and then the concert coming up on June 28th, and you can get the info on the website as well. Thank you so much for your time and what you're doing in the community.
1: I appreciate it. Thanks, Mike.
0: Thank you for listening to All Along the Wasatch with Mike Parsons. If you would like to submit a request to be a guest on the show, please email mparsons at ksl.com. That's mparsons at ksl.com.